We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. God bless you. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear with Refuge Freedom Stories. Today I'm going to be interviewing a very wonderful guy named Alan Campbell, who has started Refuge Ministries, Refuge Ministries Canada, and also is the brainchild behind Refuge Freedom Stories. Um, Alan, how are you today? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm hoping that you can share some things about your life with us. And and uh, I don't know, maybe a good place to start might be, how did you come to know Jesus? Well, at 19, I was serving four years in Millhaven Penitentiary for assault with a deadly weapon and trafficking cocaine, and two volunteers came in to the Don Jail in Toronto, where I was doing my dead time Mm -hmm. before I was sentenced, and I accepted the Lord in the Don Jail, Yes. July the 4th, 1983. What led up to that? Well, I was born in Windsor, Ontario. Um, My dad was separated from his first wife, so I have two half-sisters and a half-brother, and they're older than I am, so we never actually lived in the same house together. Mm -hmm. We lived in Windsor until I was four, and my mom got a job in Sarnia, and we moved to Sarnia when I was four, and um, had a fairly normal childhood, except there there were constant comparisons between my half-brother, my half-sister, and myself, and they could do nothing wrong, and I could do nothing right. So I grew up with a lot of rejection, Mm -hmm. and my dad really tried to overcompensate, so I grew up very spoiled yes and not doing very well in school when i went to grade eight i almost failed grade eight and when i went to high school at 13 i was four foot six and 90 pounds and the guidance counselor actually called my mother thinking that i was at the wrong school 
Okay. And because I was so small, I got introduced to drugs because that allowed me not to have to deal with the rejection. So I got into cutting classes and yes. getting in fights and just overall being a nuisance. Would you say it was more of a type of a coping mechanism for the stress? It was a need for it? attention. Okay. Because the other thing that I got involved in is um, we had what they called the Skits Review, okay. which was a variety show, and I got involved in the drama club. Awesome. And I was the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland, and I was the yeah. godfather in a play that we did called The Godfather Meets the Pink Panther. <laughs> and really, the reason I got involved in that was for the attention. Yes. And then I began to cut classes, and the high school that I went to in Sarnia, Mr. Farrar, if you didn't have a reason for cutting class, they would suspend you for three days. Mm. Well, I didn't want to be there anyway. So I would cut class, get up in the morning and take the bus like I was going to school. Yes. And then just hang out at school or on the street or at the mall or whatever. Well, at 15, they had enough. And I was kicked out of my home, and I was kicked out of high school. And it was not because of abuse. It was simply the fact that I couldn't do what I was told. So I took the $100 that I had in my pocket and took the bus to Toronto. Okay. And at 16, I lived on the street in Toronto. Ooh, yeah. Was no longer four foot six and 90 pounds, slept in parking garages, apartment stairwells, uh, wherever I could find a place to stay, rob people, beat people up, basically lived in survival mode. Yes. And then because I had a reputation of not caring about anyone or anything, I began to run drugs okay. for organized crime in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And at 17, back in the early 80s, I was making $1,000 a week riding in Cadillacs and limousines and thought I had it made until one night when I was 19, a drug deal went bad and I pistol whipped someone within an inch of killing him. Yes. And so I was charged with assault with a deadly weapon and trafficking cocaine. Well, when I went to court in Toronto, they had someone with the same name whose birth date was November 3rd, 1963, and my birth date is November 30th, 1963. Oh, boy. Yep. And he did a murder in Winnipeg. Oh. So they thought that not only was I facing the charges of assault with a deadly weapon and trafficking cocaine, I had done this murder wow. in Winnipeg. 
Now, I had grown up in church. My, my grandfather came from Antrim County, Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah. So, as a boy, I went to Sunday school. My mom and dad were in the choir. Like, church is what we did. Yes. Got the little gold pin for perfect attendance. Mm -hmm. So I knew all about religion, but nothing about relationship. Okay. So these two men would come into the Don Jail in Toronto, and they would talk about what it would mean to have a relationship with the Lord. And at first I thought, well, you know what? I know about religion, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting here in the Don Jail, but the Lord began to work on my heart. And I finally decided, you know what? If what they're talking about, there is even a remote chance yes. that it works, I'm willing to give it a shot. Give it a try. So I accepted the Lord at 8 o'clock at night, July the 4th, 1983, and I was sentenced to nine years in Millhaven. Mm -hmm. I got paroled after four years. I came here to London because my mom and dad were in Sarnia, and this was the closest halfway house. So I went back and finished high school at 23, at Beale. Yes. Graduated from Beale. And then I recognized that I had a cocaine addiction, but didn't really understand why. Okay. And so I went into a program called Turning Point, just outside of Dunville. In Ontario. Yes. Yes. And when I was at Turning Point, I began to realize. I was so angry because of all the rejection. Okay. And when I was there, the thing that really changed my life, and this is the thing that a lot of us need to understand, God forgives us, but we also have to forgive ourselves and not keep score of everything that we've done that is not good. How do you find a way to forgive yourself? Well, for me, it was the scripture in Ephesians 1, verse 4, where it says that he has chosen us before the foundation of the world to be his sons. Wow. My problem, I, the problem I had yes. was with self-worth. Okay. I was constantly keeping score in my head of what I had done that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that I was forgiven by him and he had forgiven me, that really moved my forward, moved me forward. Yes, sorry. yeah. So then after Turning Point, I went to work for the Salvation Army in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Never had a real job before. Yes. And when I was here, Not a legitimate job. Not right. a legitimate job. Right. And when I was here in London, I volunteered at Arcade when I was at the halfway house and met this girl 
who later became my wife and uh, moved back to London from Toronto, worked at the Salvation Army here, got married, and uh, when this airs next Friday, yes, it will be our 27th wedding anniversary. Wow, congratulations. That's uh, in advance. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, what's your wife's name? Sharon. Sharon. Well, I've met Sharon, and uh, it seems like a wonderful lady. And so the two of you, um, you know, together got married under the eyes of God and have continued your lives uh, serving Christ in ministry. Yeah. Which brings us to today and where, where we are today with, uh, you know, uh, Refuge yep. Ministries Canada. And how long have you been running that? 17 years. My goodness. Yeah. And what was, where did you start with that? How Refuge started is I was interviewed on 100 Huntley Street and I was invited to Alberta to share my testimony at the Edmonton Young Offender Detention Center with the church from Spruce Grove. And there was a 12 year old boy whose role models were Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson yes. that accepted the Lord. I was leaving the jail to fly back to London and recognized that nothing was going to be done to get him mentored, discipled, and uh, set free. Yes. So that was your your moment that you thought, I'm going to do something about this. Yeah. And make sure that these these people, like myself, have someone to to lead them and direct them. And yeah. and, and uh, so that's what uh, Refuge Ministries does, and they help people that are being recently released. Uh, get so back into the community? So basically we serve as a first point of contact for any youth that are getting released. Yes. We do a release kit, which is a toothpaste, toothbrush, deodorant, soap, comb, notebook, pen, and we hand those out through um, community partners. Mm -hmm. uh, we do training seminars, so if there is a group of people from a church that would like to be involved in doing youth prison ministry. We can train them in about an hour and a half. And then of course we have the total free support number. Yes, that's fantastic. So uh, if, if anybody's interested in that's listening today um, in assisting in any way they can or partnering with you, uh, churches, uh, individuals, uh, you're open to that. Yes, and, and the easiest way to Contact us is our website. Yes. www.refugeministriescanada.com. Awesome. And um, so I really appreciate you taking the time. You know, you're a busy guy with everything that's happening, with all that you're doing and all that you're running, and and uh, to take the time to do this because, I mean, your story touches my heart. Uh, I can relate to a lot of points on it as well. Uh, the um. Other significant challenge I face is uh, May the 29th, 2017, I had a brain bleed stroke Yes. with a 10% survival rate. And I did uh, four months in the hospital and six months of therapy. Yes. And I'm only saying that 
not because I would ever want to be a victim, mm -hmm. but just to let everyone know and be very straight with people that um, having a relationship with the Lord does not come without its uh, challenges, and I just want to be very real about that. Well, that's so appreciated. The, uh, the thing is, a lot of times people hear about, uh, you know, having a relationship with God in, in a magical fairy wand, transforming everything suddenly in their lives. And that does happen. But, you know, a lot of times there are, continue to be new, tri new trials and new, new challenges in life that come along our way. Uh, Christ never promised us that it would be happening. And I, like you just said so well, Dave, I know of hardly anyone that had an instant conversion. The word says to work out your salvation daily. Yes. I think we're constantly in process. Yes. That's and it's a journey. Absolutely. Under construction. Yeah. Okay. But there's another uh, verse that says that he will continue that good work in you until the day of his return. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Uh, Alan, is there anything you'd like to say? I would simply like to say that if you allow the Lord to show you how he can change your life and provide you with some real hope, he's okay with that. Yes. Just ask him. Amen. Thank you, brother. Well, air handshake. <laughs> Um, one thing I'd like to say too is um, your, uh, your your testimony. Like a lot of people don't know what a testimony is that are listening. Some people do, and, and some you know sometimes you hear they're kind of like horrible stories. You know, um, what I appreciate is that you didn't glorify a lot of the you know your past and things. And and you know sometimes when you're hearing testimonies, it's it's so bad that you're listening to is why why do you have to share tell us all the terrible details. But is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I don't think so. All right. All right. Well, God bless you. If you're listening today and you have any more questions about refuge stories or refuge freedom stories or refuge ministries, please uh, go online at www.refugeministriescanada.com. And Dave, you mentioned the... Um Refuge Freedom Stories radio program. Yes. If anyone is interested in hearing the show, yes. All of the stations where it is aired okay. are on the website. All the different stations. And yes. all our previous shows are on there as well. So they can go on that and, and uh, click on to the show and watch it or listen to it, sorry. Sure. Because it wouldn't be a video. No. All right, great. Thank you very much, Alan.
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. For more information about Youth Prison Ministry or to become a monthly supporter, visit www.refugeministriescanada.com. If you have been released or need addiction help, call us toll-free at 1-833-586-0523.